Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan. Before the show starts, I just wanted to welcome all of our new listeners. We've noticed that there are a lot of you out there, and we're very excited about that. In case you're just getting in on the action, you should know that we have hundreds of shows at iTunes and at SatelliteSisters.com. So while you're waiting for the new shows to get posted, you can go into those archives and listen to everything you've been missing. So at iTunes, just search on Satellite Sisters Comedy, and at SatelliteSisters.com, just click on Listen to the Shows. So welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood, and enjoy. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. It is Sunday, uh, June 14th, so happy Flag Day, sisters. Happy Flag yeah. Day, sisters. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Leon, you got that? Leon Dolan in Pasadena? You got anything hanging at your house? You're big with the flags. Always we... have a flag up, Liz. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. We, I, we don't have the flag up, but we have a flag up. It's and flag. I, I can still perform that Flag Day routine I did with a baton <laughs> in the sixth grade. I can. Nice. I can still perform it if I need to. Okay, to well, your grand old flag. There's a, a video opportunity for us. I think that would play well in the Facebook group. <laughs> for that hour that I batoned. <laughs> Sheila Dolan, you're in South Pasadena, California. How's everything there? You're out of school now, right? Good. I have a flag out today. School's out for summer flag. <laughs> yeah. It's hanging. It's waving. <laughs> Yep. Uh, All right. And uh, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas, how is everything there in the Lone Star State? It's fine. I uh, went into my storage unit, dug out my American flags, put one out in front of our temporary housing here. And uh, yeah, so we we got a little flag day going on here. I feel very good about it. I'm not sure... I've just sort of jammed the flag into a planter. I'm I'm not sure it's the appropriate protocol. I hope I don't get a ticket or something. You have to burn it at the end of the day or something? No, no, Liz, no, no burning of flags. No, I mean, sometimes when it touches the ground, right? In the, back in the day, they always said, like in brownies, if you let the flag touch the ground, you had to burn it. That's why I left the brownies. I think we should do some fact-checking on that. I think the fact that you were a brownie and I was a baton twirler is going to surprise a few people. All right. Well, speaking of special days, you know, we were going to have a special guest on Satellite Sisters today, our niece, uh, Megan Dolan Saparita. She's been on the show before. You've heard all about her. Um, She's a baby do like... Any day now. Like, I think the 15th, tomorrow, is her actual... Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I thought Sunday might be. I think today might be. I don't know. So when I emailed her to see if we could lock her in for a little, you know, her last appearance as a last appearance uh, before she becomes a bona fide parent, she, uh, her response was, sounded suspiciously like she might already be in labor. So we don't know that is a fact. But don't you think, Leanne, when you saw how she responded that she's like... Yeah. She just 
just said, I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. In right. other words, she's that's it. She's booked. On the other side, yeah. <laughs> and you know there's nothing that a woman in labor likes more than to have a lot of her relatives be all worked up, right? About, yeah. About the baby coming. And yeah. it may not be coming today. So. It, it may not be. Yes, right, it could right. be. But it, but let's get worked up anyway because it's very yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it could be that she was just going to the movies, was yes, really exactly. psyched about Jurassic World and <laughs> – that could be that we may never know why she declined her appearance on satellite sisters today but uh but sooner or later we'll know megan and uh and her husband decided they did not want to know the sex of their babies so we don't know if this is a boy or a girl so you know that will be new information we will have at some point uh for the whole satellite sisterhood soon anyway on today's show julie coming in with the surprise international news roundup we we like it it's a segment we haven't heard in a while so uh well there's a lot going on out there liz and i i just thought you know we should we should touch on a couple of topics yeah okay uh leon wants to touch on that the nobel uh laureate who made some very unfortunate remarks uh, yes and is paying the price for that then we have a snapshot of sheila's world sheila you're out of school you're ready to go you're going to tell us like things going on in your world right that's right. Gift card living, hikes, fights, <laughs> shoe injuries, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm dying to know the difference between a shoe injury and a foot injury. That's <laughs> like, like, oh, oh, you will find out today, Liz. <laughs> you will find out. And, uh, and Leanne's going to tell us if it's possible for any of us to stop worrying. Like, are, are there satellite sisters who have the capability to stop or uh, are some of us just already in too deep? So, um Okay, so first of all, Julie, International News Roundup. Bring it on, sister. That's right. This I like to bring stories from around the world because I used to live in different parts of the world. But this first story is kind of an out-of-this-world story. It's about the Philly Comet Lander. And Liz, I thought about you immediately because I think you brought this to our attention at Satellite Sisters about this past November when the little Philly landed on a comet, right? Exactly. Landed on a comet. That is really, really hard to do. And I knew about it because at the National Geographic Channel, which is one of the channels I work on, we did a special about it leading up to the big landing. And it was super exciting. But then then things went a little dark for a while, Joel, right? That's right, uh, because Philly was equipped with a solar battery that they knew was going to last for 60 hours, or they hoped that if Philly landed on the comet Rosetta appropriately, that, you know, that this, this battery would work for 60 hours. And, but they felt like they were going to collect all kinds of data um, during this 60-hour period. But then the solar power went flat, you know, and, and everybody, I think, was a little sad about that, that it, after, you know, this spectacular feat to land on the, on the comet, it was all over. Mm-hmm. And then amazing news this morning, amazing news. There was a tweet from the Philly <laughs> Comet Lander. Really? <laughs> yes, Leah. Yes. Spread the following back to life. <laughs> with the following message. Hello, Earth! Exclamation point. Can you hear me? Question mark. I love that. That is the most is awesome piece of news in weeks and weeks. Really. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was laying in bed this morning when I heard that, and it made me so happy, Julie. <laughs> 
Yes, it did. Seven months in the dark. And then, boom, here it is. The, five, the tweet comes out. And what they ex- think has happened is that the comet has now moved closer to the sun. And therefore, little Philly, the battery, is getting some solar solar charge Solar there. energy. Woo-hoo. So isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I love it. And now they said that the lander had sent already 300 packets of information. Now, I have no actual idea what that means, but it must be very exciting to the people at the European Space Agency that they're starting to get some of the data of, you know, presumably what the comet is made of, which is why they landed on the comet in the first place. <laughs> that is good news. That is, that is, that is, that's the best tweet ever. Okay. Really? Don't you think? Ever. Yeah. Okay. You cannot top that tweet. Okay, that's it. You can try, but you're not going to do that. So, Liz, we're going to continue to monitor this, even mm-hmm. though it's not really an international, but it's it's, it's sort of out of this world kind of yeah. story. Okay, second story, which is I want, if you are in Tbilisi, Georgia right now, you need to shelter in place. Shelter <laughs> in place. That's the call. They've had terrible flooding in the capital city of uh, Tbilisi, so much so that the zoo animals, approximately 300 zoo animals, have escaped from the zoo. And if you are having kind of a a dull day, you just should uh, click on Tbilisi, Georgia, and see the picture of the hippopotamus in the main square. (laughs) It's fantastic. I love stories like this. I love it. It's a giant hippo. He's just standing there. Okay, I mean, they did have to tranquilize him, and they're trying to get him back. But they they literally have lions and tigers and wolves and bears running around the city because they've they've had, like, a terrible flood like 10 people have been killed in this flood so it's very very serious now i don't know anything about the tbilisi zoo but um it's a it's a small fact but i used to live next to the moscow zoo you may not know that but i i did and Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't a good zoo at all it's the kind of place that like the moscow zoo gives zoos bad names you know i mean it was just the polar bears in there just they were like psychotic because they just didn't have enough room, you know, and there was just, you know, it was a terrible place. So it just if, seemed like the land of sad bears. Yes. You know? <laughs> did, did you come with me to the Moscow Zoo? I think I did. I, or, I, or we were in some marketplace where they had like pet bears you could yeah, take they had your pet picture bears with. Chained, chained up. Yeah. Just no, sad was, bears. Sad bears. So. You can understand if you're in the, and I can't, I don't know this about the Tbilisi, Georgia zoo, but I, but you can imagine if you're in a bad zoo and you get your chance, you're, <laughs> you're going like to make a run for it. <laughs> yeah. like hippo. You're, okay. It's got, you know, it's got to be better. That's what they think, right? Just, yeah. just go, go with the water, just go with the flow there and get yourself out. But they do have quite a situation there. So that is something. There's some to, good photos though. I mean. Yes. Yeah. The hippo on the loose is just fantastic. And they have another that looks like, I can't really tell from the picture, it looks like it is a bear climbing up into an apartment building on the outside. (laughs) That looks like a situation. So, again, shelter in place if you're in Tbilisi. Uh, Next story, I'm going to Rome about the big meeting between Vladimir Putin and the Pope. Did you you see they met this week? The Pope urged Vladimir Putin to work towards peace and to move away from war. But you know what was really steaming me is that do you realize that Vladimir Putin kept the Pope waiting for an hour and 20 minutes? 
I see. Oh, so you are totally, let's just say, not going to heaven <laughs> if you uh, if right. you do that. Wow. That's right, Liz. What you was his excuse, that- Julie? Like Roman traffic? I know. The- I mean, Liz, you're Vladimir Putin. You can be on time. Okay, an hour and twenty minutes late for for the Pope. Okay, yeah. But you that, are but that Pope a- is so nice. He probably didn't say anything, Julie. Uh, he did he's not. Very say- humble. Yeah, he's humble. He's very waited. He's very humble. And but here's here's the part that really burns. And here's the reason why you know Putin is on that express troika to he double <laughs> hockey sticks, which <laughs> is uh, which is this is the second time. That Vladimir Putin has uh, showed up late to meet the Pope. He met with the Pope several years ago, and it was in November. And, you know, the Pope has the Swiss guard, you know, those guys in the funny pantaloon pants out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it was, you know, they, they only bring them, you know, they have like a special protocol when they have a head, head of state that is going to meet the Pope. And the poor Swiss guard are out there shivering uh, because the, the, the Putin was 50 minutes late, 5-0, 50 minutes late for her, his first meeting with the Pope. Hmm. So, but I believe that the, um, Pope Francis is going to have the last word on this. That's <laughs> what I really believe, you know? I think you're right. I think he gets a vote in something very yes. important. Yes. <laughs> yes. Me, uh, okay. So we'll see that. Okay. Moving on. Prince George. Okay. I think that if you grow up as uh, as a prince, uh, a prince of England, that um, they they must give you special like how to behave on a balcony uh, lessons, <laughs> right? Don't you think that? I mean, because he came out there and just knocked it dead, didn't he? Like that he was did. A, that was <laughs> a home out. run. That those are some excellent pictures. <laughs> he's got the cute little blue suit on, just like the one his father wore, and he's just. He's really, I, I think they must practice. I think in his nursery room, in his playroom, there's like a fake balcony. And the nanny <laughs> brings him out on that. They do the little practice. <laughs> Sheila, you work with young children. You know that they don't just naturally go out onto a balcony with roaring crowds and start waving, right? Oh, Is no, that- you need rehearsal, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Need- so, yes. So I think that's what's going on. Well, so- I enjoyed how many listeners posted that in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Just everyone was just so enthusiastic. Post, post, repost all over the Internet. Yeah. So that that was that was just a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. Um, and um, oh, I did mention another uh, former hometown of mine. I used to live in Bangkok, Thailand. And when we did the Satellite Sisters show, when I was living in Thailand for a brief period of time, I actually used the BBC studios. Do you remember that, sisters? It was yes. really, that was very official. That was very official. And at the time, the BBC reporter in Thailand was uh, was a great guy named Jonathan Head. Well, he Jonathan Head is still reporting from Thailand, and he had a story posted today that's just a it's a cautionary tale that if you're going to be traveling in um, northern Thailand. You might want to um, uh, just uh, just sort of stay away from a local delicacy called koi pla, and this is a fish fish that is served raw, so it's finely chopped up, and they uh, chop it up and then serve it with herbs and lime juice. So I thought it was kind of like a ceviche, but then the uh, Thais in this area, you know what they do to really kick it up a notch? They also serve it with live red ants, and you eat this all together. (laughs) Mm, Wow. That's quite a dish. And had he tried it? 
Well, yes, because it's very popular and everybody eats it up there. But here's the thing that they in this section of Northern Ireland, they have Northern a Ireland? Of, no, Northern Thailand, <laughs> oh, Northern Thailand. They have a very high incidence of liver cancer and they can't they couldn't figure out why. But now they realize that it, it's probably linked to the eating of this fish delicacy, this koi pla, because there is some kind of parasite on the fish, and they're eating it raw, oh. and, and, they're, and they're eating it all the time. They're getting liver cancer from oh. this. So, okay. so it has nothing to do with the ants, really. It's just the <laughs> no, no, the ants, I thought you were, there was some tie that, well, okay. Uh-uh. No, no, the ants are fine. So anyway, just a little note from Thailand. Caught my eye. Thought I would mention it. Okay. Now a strong s- cooked fish only policy, actually. <laughs> really, really Lynn? No yeah. more sushi for you? No, I don't really. No, can't. Don't. And even like ceviche, which I love, I, I can't. I have, I have a hard time. Like the cooked fish. <laughs> like the cooked fish. I, I, Leon, I did that a few years ago. I went over to cooked fish. I've been very happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you can modify the recipe. Still use the uh, red ants, the herbs, the lime juice, and the cooked fish. Just give it a whirl. Okay, now let's swing back to Sweden because this is, I know there are just many, many girls out there. uh, A lot in your your state there in California, L.A. girls and, and certainly in New York, that have a resume that includes former waitress, yoga instructor, bikini model. Well, don't you know it? Um, uh, one of the lower princes of Sweden, Carl Philip, he married. Uh, he married one of these. <laughs> married a girl that that was her resume. Then yeah. she was also a reality TV star. Okay. Oh, okay. Isn't that good? And she is now married a prince, and she gets to be a duchess. Okay, and she was that's pretty good. She was a New York waitress, yoga, I thought yoga instructor, bikini model, reality TV star. I think and that now, is that career ladder. That's you know, is, is you, that how it works? I don't know. It feels like you just want to keep getting closer and closer to a prince of some sort. <laughs> so okay, well that sounds fun for them. Yes, it it was. And so we wish the, the happy couple well. Um, you know, there, it was sort of, it was a royal wedding and they had 400 royals from around the world. But, you know, that, that was, that's pretty, I don't know, it seems like a low rent royal wedding. You know, I mean, this, it wasn't like, this guy is like third in line to be king of Sweden. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, so, you know, I guess well, the pressure's off. You know, they uh, they got married, <laughs> married in an event space, Sheila. They didn't even get to get married in a castle. You know, I don't know. It's just... Well, she's going to start wearing a one-piece, I, I guarantee. No more t- no more bikinis. Oh, she's Sweden. I don't know. It's Sweden. Sweden. It's Sweden. They, yeah, no, please. She's got the tattoo. She's already posed naked with the boa constrictor. That's yes. also in her resume. <laughs> there are photos of her from, you know, 10 years ago, naked with a boa constrictor wrapped around her. So I, and as she said in an article, I regret nothing. So <laughs> I love her. I know. So please carry Go for on. It. Get more tattoos. She's got one tattoo. <laughs> okay, so that's it. That's uh, that's the world uh, this week. But I know, Leon, you you have another international story that you want to bring to us. Yes. Well, this week, uh, Nobel Prize winning scientist, British scientist Tim Hunt, got in a bit of hot water for some comments he made to a South Korean journalist. He won the Nobel Prize like 10 years ago <laughs> in physiology and medicine in 2001. And ever since then, he's been traveling the world sort of supporting 
the sciences and men and women in science. But he said to a Korean journalist uh, at a conference this week, it's it, girls in the lab cause trouble because you, quote, fall in love with them. They fall in love with you. And when you criticize them, they cry. Okay. So, (laughs) so that's what he said. And, you know, really much to the credit of female scientists all over the world, they took to Twitter (laughs) with just some very funny responses under the hashtag distractingly sexy about them doing all their field work and in their lab goggles. Like, yes, you're falling in love with me in these lab goggles or my goggles are filling up with tears because I am crying. It was just (laughs) very, you know, people, it was just very, very funny funny how the women of they were outraged but they responded in a funny way yeah but, which ma- which made him look even more ridiculous which right. i think is a good goal it to was just, an excellent goal right ridicule I, was the right tool i think in that case okay and i was you know i was satisfied with that and i thought they were probably satisfied with that but he has pretty much been stripped of every job and every role he has in the last <laughs> week because of these comments so he is no longer on the european research council science committee uh, he's been stripped of his role at the Royal Society. He lost his honorary post at the University College London. And he, he said today that he was fired from University College. He, he not he did not resign. He was fired. And I have to say, I feel kind of bad for him now because when, you know, the, there's an article in the paper today about all the female scientists from quotes from female scientists he worked with over the years that said, you know, he's really been super supportive of my work. He's never shown any signs of sexism. He's traveled the world since he got that Nobel Prize, talking to young audiences, male, female, giving generously back to science. And now his career is ruined. And I I think there is a cautionary tale. I mean, what he said was stupid, particularly the crying part. (laughs) You know, no one, but was was it a joke? I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem. He said it was a joke. He said he was just joking to the South Korean, uh, you know, journalist. And I can imagine if you're British and you're talking to a South Korean journalist, you don't think anyone's going to read those remarks. Like you're not overthinking that interview if you've spent 10 years talking about science and being a representative. So they were stupid remarks. And if you were a female scientist, that you would be insulted. But, you know, a lot of female scientists he's worked with have come up and supported him. And so it just seems like this is a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. I'd like we our careers could be ended by the end of this show. If you think about that. if you think about that. Yes. But I but I also think if he if he won a Nobel Prize, you think that he wouldn't say something like I fall in love with them and they fall in love with me. No, the British are wacky. That that I don't know. That seems well, ex- just because you're smart doesn't mean you can't be stupid. I mean right. exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this totally yeah. proves that. And very <laughs> immature remarks. Yes. But I can yeah. see why people take it seriously because, you know, science as a career is so unfriendly to women in general. And particularly in these lab environments, you know, it's there women have a very hard time making a career um, in science that way. So to for him to sort of take this position that there's and maybe he wasn't maybe your point, Leanne, is he wasn't really taking a position. He was just trying to make a joke. But there are obviously plenty of women who could have made great contributions to science who have been unable to do that because they were uh eliminated from working in a lab in this kind of environment. So Yes, you know. I think that that is true, Liz, right? Mm-hmm. When there are so few women represented in your field, it feels like you have to be extra cautious when you say things to South Korean journalists. Yes. So 
(laughs) But I, you know, even the women he worked for, one woman was quoted as saying, we're all very terrified in this media age when a soundbite spreads so quickly, an off-the-cuff remark after lunch in some conference can suddenly result in the fatal destruction of your career. Mm -hmm. So just remember that, girls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. More stories to say, you know, and you just never know. So. It's it's interesting that you use this story as a lead-in to me. I know, Sheila. I'm just... What, We're you, not naming names or anything, This Sheila. was an accident of order, Sheila. Don't take it personally. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm don't only you think kid- about that honestly? I mean, don't you think about that every once in a while? Like, oh, I hope I don't say something stupid. I yeah. think I am because mm-hmm. we have had a role of saying things off the cuff, you know, live radio, anything could happen. In a minute, you could say something stupid. And I know we've all regretted stuff that we've said. Like, why did I say that? Mm-hmm. I was just trying to fill time. It does make me think of that. When you're in a position where you're speaking Publicly, I have a lot more sympathy for people who say one off chance remark. It's not it's not that hard to do. Right. You're right, Leanne. It's, it's true. Just, it's just not. It's not that hard to do. You may not mean it. You just you say idiotic things sometimes. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> just to fill the dead air. Right. right. <laughs> let's not let's not repeat them now. <laughs> not- SatelliteSisters.com, we have an entire archive of them, really. You can go back to our old shows and probably find some doozies. Fireable, yeah, some dubious statements. That's all. <laughs> Don't say them out loud now. I know you're all thinking of one or two that you've said. Don't say them. <laughs> there are so many, I can't even recall. Um, well, international, wow, this is, well, I'm not international. I'm not even national. I'm just local. I'm just really, my, my stories are things that take place in my mind. Um, pretty much. So this is Sheila. This school year is over. Um, and we had a big, big year, uh, and you know, gift card living has begun. So at my school, I get very beautiful, wonderful generous gift cards at the end of the year. And I got a good one, Leanne, uh, to a local, I'll just say a local high scale, high, high scale cafe. Um, and upscale is what I meant. <laughs> Not high scale. <laughs> we, 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 knew we didn't want to correct you. We didn't want to correct you, Sheila. Go ahead. So this is the type of place where you could, they don't serve dinner, but you could eat three meals there. So I've been eating breakfast and what I call dinner, lunch and dinner there. <laughs> In the late afternoon before they close. So, um, I, and I've been there every day for three days straight, uh, twice a day. <laughs> it must have been a very generous gift card. It was very generous. And my attitude. I'm sure cards- they expected you to take people with you. Like, <laughs> okay. oh, she could take some friends out to dinner or you could just eat there every day. Alone. I, I thought Alone. I was going to. Do you change your clothes between breakfast and dinner? Do you wear different outfits? I do, Julie. I do. In fact, they almost didn't recognize me yesterday when I went back for dinner. Uh, but then, um, and I did something crazy, which was, and it's not a normal gift certificate. It's a big, large, white piece of paper where they sort of keep track on the back. They keep subtracting. <laughs> so I'm picturing like a big, giant check. Like one of those it is. photo like, checks. It is. It's like a giant check and it's kind of cumbersome. But um, so yesterday I got, I ordered a nice coffee and I ordered a tartine. Uh, I mean, this is the type of place really you could spend all day there. And, uh, and I wanted. But they probably don't expect people to. Just... <laughs> no, they do not. They do not. 
Uh, but I was there, went in the morning, and then I went back for dinner. And I wanted an extra shot in my iced coffee. So I went up and presented the giant check. <laughs> He's like, do you want me to take it off of this? I said, sure, why not? Okay, <laughs> just, just do it. Anyway, so gift card living has begun. Um, the end of the year, we ended with our end of the year field trip, which was a hike, uh, a local hike. Uh but the hike was cut short, mercifully, because the trail was closed. <laughs> so it was more like a walk. It was a walkabout. So there, there was no advance reconnaissance on the trail? To, is, this, is this an annual thing to go to this place? Annual thing. We do the nature center and the hike. It's a, two, it's a two-part deal, and then everybody has lunch. Um, but nevertheless, even in the little walkabout with the slight elevation, I noticed that later on in that evening, after our final field trip, I felt a little ind- mini endorphin rush, which I appreciate. I thought, it must be the hike. It must have been sort of the elevated walking. And I said to myself, despite everything I've said on Satellite Sisters, I'm going to go on a hike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've said, I don't hike. I don't like hiking. And here's the thing. I went on a hike and it proved my theory that, uh, number one, I get lost every time I hike. Number two, when I'm lost, I, I get scared. And number three, when I'm scared, I freak out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds like a fun day, Sheila. So I went, I got up early. I said, I'm going to a local can- canyon. I'm going to get there right when the gates open so I can get parking and uh, I had my best hiking gear on, which was uh, leggings and about 18 layers of clothes. I didn't know what to wear. I had a wide brim hat. I had sunscreen. I had a water bottle. And it's just uh, so much work. And I got to the hike. <laughs> I got to the beginning of the, the hike. I went right up to the trail. And it was like the Wizard of Oz. There are two ways you could go. Which way do I go? And like right off the bat, I was lost. I, 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 and I said to a fellow hiker, um, excuse me, which trail do you take? He goes, it doesn't matter. They all end up together. So I took a trail. I started walking left. And before I knew it, okay, and then everyone, I, I saw a few fellow hikers on the trail and I said, is this the way, there was a waterfall. I said, is this the way to the waterfall? Oh, yeah, this is the way to the waterfall. And um, and then a little while later, I was lost. I was completely lost. And I asked somebody. Did you go off the trail? or Lynn, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're either on the trail or off the trail. Can't you just retrace your steps back? Out, out and back, Sheila, out and back. So I, I passed some people. I said, excuse me, um, is this the right trail? They said, are you going to the waterfall? Yeah, I'm going to the waterfall. Well, I never made it to the waterfall. I I started hiking up an, a, a section of this, the mountain that was so elevated. I said, this was supposed to be an easy hike. So before I knew it, I was freaked out. I was alone. I was scared. I started coming down the mountain. Um, and I've had shin splints for two weeks. <laughs> and what, were you ultimately like about a half a mile from the parking lot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I knew that. Cause that's a, that is a well-trod trail. 
you know, I have friends that do that every morning I, up to the waterfall. So, okay. So and we're so, really that lost. You just didn't go far enough. Well, no, I, I turned another direction, Leanne, oh. and I started up a much elevated, okay. I a higher um, plane. I was on a higher plane. Okay. And I was, right. You don't even know the words. <laughs> 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 the hiking lexicon. I started removing layers of clothing at that. Oh gosh! Point. Yeah, I was sweating. I broke. Did you sweat. make a scene? I mean, when you said you you had started out. crying, I almost started crying. I there were some actual tears coming out on the way down, and and then I had just swollen. The tops of my feet became swollen. My shin, I had shin splints. Um, I, I, you know, I was, I was, that's it. I proved my theory. I'm never going on a hike again. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I just, we're not meant for hiking, our people. Um, really I not- like hiking. I like it. I got okay. you just, if you had made it to the waterfall, you might've liked it. Well, I don't know what you had on your feet, Sheila. What were you wearing for shoes? She was wearing just regular, you know, good sneakers and socks, but it, it's, you know what? My feet are very sensitive and, uh, that's and- true. And I didn't realize as I made a wrong right turn that I was going on an elevation that was for advanced hikers. Oh. I thought that this was how to get to the waterfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, Leanne. It wasn't. Oh, okay. I thought you had said, you sounded like you confirmed several times that it was the way to the waterfall. It was just the harder way to the waterfall. I, no, I made a right turn that I wasn't okay. to- because unauthorized right turn okay exactly so i came down um i you know i so then it was the last inspirational tale (laughs) well maybe maybe this is a good time to insert the news that our friend and former executive producer corny cole made it to the top of mount kilimanjaro this week did so if you haven't seen that on the satellite sisters facebook group there's corny at the top of mount kilimanjaro so um she made it very exciting so in the past month we've had julie at the top of machu picchu uh corny at the top of kilimanjaro and sheila (laughs) in the parking lot in the the pasadena parking lot yeah, but that's it and and that's it i'm not i'm never going hiking again and it's just not for you yeah yeah it's not for me. i like my swimming um and so forth and so on so then there was okay so my feet got so swollen at one point that i i had well it was the last day of school graduation i had to go to graduation so i decided um i couldn't fit i literally could not fit into my regular uh shoes my my flats um, so I went to Target and I, I, I was eyeing the new sort of plastic, silvery, shiny shoes. Has anyone, uh, noticed yes. this new trend? Okay, Leanne. So I noticed they had some mule, some, some slip on mules that were sort of a shiny pink. It was a crisscross, really easy slip on. Super, super easy. And I thought, I'm going to buy those for graduation because I needed something sort of nice, festive to wear. Uh, it was a nighttime graduation of school. So I, I, I bought these. Okay, so I noticed there was a slight itching uh, during graduation. The plastic was kind of, I was itching. I began, I began itching <laughs> under, under the plastic, okay? It wasn't a few hours later when I noticed there, basically the plastic, I was so allergic to whatever plastic they had used on these new funky plastic shiny shoes that they had, that plastic had actually bore a hole 
in my in my foot. There is an open wound. It's 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 so unbelievable. I, I feel like writing the company and saying, Where did you make that plastic? I mean and and actually the word bore to drill a hole was one of our last vocabulary words. <laughs> In third grade, I didn't think it was possible for like a hole up to have a hole directly born into your foot from a shoe. <laughs> but that's what I, that's what I have. And I noticed that it was kind of getting red this morning. So I took the only bandage I had at home, which was gauze tape. And I just sealed it with some with some packing tape that I bought at the, <laughs> at the post office. <laughs> the fateful trip to the post yeah. office. So I don't know if I can mention the name of the shoes. They're really. I think this is a cautionary tale. I'm on the Target shoe website now. Which one is it? Sam and Libby, the the, the Ariana uh, slide on mule, and Leanne, you you are very sensitive too, but um, highly allergic plastic. I mean, to the point again where I have a like a boil on my. <laughs> you know, and that's next to your bunion. <laughs> right. It's really, really, it's really bad. I mean, and they were $30 and that's it. I couldn't, I can't wear them again. Uh, okay, so wow. size seven, if anyone's interested. <laughs> Amelia, the Amelia shoe? The Amelia. The, very cute, right? The It's the Amelia embellished. It's got an embellished footbed kind of thing. It, a touch of cork. Yep. It's oh, okay. Very, very easy to slip on. Yeah. Except okay. the itch, the itching started about a half an hour after I, okay. and then before you know it, there's a hole. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's a, I think you should. I think you should write a review then because I think you should. That's important Sheila. information. It yeah. is. These shoes. I mean, this public service announcement has been helpful, but yeah, an actual review. Go for it. <laughs> Okay, so the last thing I want to mention is, uh, again, this has not been a uplifting report. I, I, I admit that. But I'll be fine in a couple of weeks. Um, so I started with a new dry cleaner. Uh-huh. And uh, so here's the thing. I was going to my dry cleaner, and at some point my dry cleaner, you, you could barely walk in the door for – the hundreds and hundreds of comforters that had been like stacked up in huge piles. At some point it just became like comforters only. Ugh. And, and I sort of, you know, you'd look around and think, do you even dry clean shirts and dresses anymore? Is, is it only comforters? Is it? And they'd sort of go looking for your clothes and they couldn't find anything because there were so many comforters in the store. <laughs> So I decided to try out a new dry cleaner in the Bristol Farms parking lot. Now, Leon knows, and I just want to announce, I would say that the left turn into the Bristol Farms parking lot is perhaps the worst left turn in the state of California. It is. Yep. I, I will agree with that. It is. It backs up the, it backs, it can take 45 minutes. Honestly, so. it, it, it's, it's just, they're about, cars coming from about 16 different directions and nobody adheres to the stay clear zone. Nobody, nobody does. Nope. Nobody it does. Just, if, you're, if you're making the left into Bristol Farms, you got to get in there because you may not get in there for another 40 minutes. And if you're coming out from Bristol Farms, I think you feel a slight entitlement. 
<laughs> because you shop at Bristol Farm. <laughs> and that's a fancy upscale. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. I started with this new dry cleaner that's quiet, sort of in the back. Very nice at the beginning. Everything was going well. And <laughs> like so many of your relationships. I know. Oh. I know. So I, and I don't go, I don't do a lot of dry cleaning, but I decided to dry clean my winter garbs and garb. And I went in there. I had bought a pair of pleather pants this year. <laughs> There's a theme to go with your plastic shoes. No mm-hmm. doubt. But, but no allergic reaction to the pleather. This was a really nice pair of pants from Banana Republic, and a lot of and I've I've seen other people wear them, other women. It's a it's their black pleather with like a pleather front and just a black jean back, mm-hmm. and it was a nice look. I had to go to a fifties uh, fundraiser for the school, and they're stretchy and they're comfy and they're wonderful. I decided it was time to wash them, dry clean them. They're dry clean only. So I went into my dry cleaner. She took my four sweaters, and then she looked at the pants and got very concerned. And she said, "Oh, oh, well, this is not this is not good." I go, "Oh, they're dry clean only. It's fine." She goes, "Well, yes, it says dry clean, but they could end up very hard." I said, "Hard?" <laughs> she said, "Yes. Uh, I I I don't I can't guarantee." I said, well, they're dry clean. I mean, um, you know, uh, what are you saying exactly? I said, what are you saying? <laughs> it sounds like she's saying exactly what she's saying. <laughs> I can dry clean them, but I can't guarantee them. Even though it says dry clean, they're going to not work. What? I, I, and, I, I, and then I just, I got very, I just said, have you ever dry cleaned a pair of pants like this before? And she said, yes. And I said, well, how often do they come out hard? She said, you never know. Uh, I said, <laughs> I said, have there, have there been any times when you've dry cleaned a pair of pants like this where they haven't come out hard? <laughs> and then I knew I'd stay too long at the fair. <laughs> I, was already, I was just thinking that this is I, not, this cannot end well at that point in the conversation. I was in deep and I just, I was struggling because I really wanted them cleaned. And, um, but I had noticed like a couple weeks before she had gotten kind of like, it was the type of thing where I, I drop off the dry cleaning so infrequently that when they say, when would you like it ready? I say, Oh, I don't care. Uh, next week, I don't know, Friday. And then I give her like a 10 day window and then she'll, she'll say to me, Oh, Friday. Well, Friday after five, I go, okay. Friday after five. That's like a zillion hours <laughs> to dry clean this one shirt. But okay, I guess I'll come in Friday after five, even though I know I can't make that left turn on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, at the dry cleaner. Just because well, you know, Bear, your name husband, is hard to spell. Yes. My husband yeah. goes by his middle name. So what he uses at, at the dry cleaner is just his real first name. No last name. So oh, okay. James, that's, it's just, it's not, that's, you know, he just does that as opposed to try to explain his his first name or his his middle name or his last name. So okay. for 30 years, he's been James. And that's that's all she knows us as. Okay. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that last thing is that they started only, you give your phone number at my dry cleaner, but then they change it to you only need the last four digits. But I couldn't remember that. So I each time I go there, I say, I say my phone number. She goes, the last four digits is all I. <laughs> so then I just, it's just too tension. 
creative. <laughs> it's really, I, I can't remember that it's only the four digits and the pleather. So that's it. It's time to go. I just wanted those pleather pants clean. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I, I guess it was. Yes, <laughs> I had two unexpected encounters with Sheila this week. Even though we live fairly close, we don't really see each other very often. So I'm sitting in my nail salon and who comes tearing in? Like just for a color change, with just a wild look in her eye and her, her hair's wet and like on top of her head, she's like, color change. And I was it's, it's I was, it was graduation. Yes. It's so getting, she, yeah. She needed a color change and then she was going to go get to her hair blown out next door. So I saw her then. And then yesterday I was at the pool. I got up early and swam early and I put my stuff like in a corner where I like to change. And then I came out of the shower and someone had put their stuff right where my stuff was supposed to go. And, it, but it was a neatly organized, like, caddy of um sundries and i was admiring the sundry catalog and then who is it it's sheila's like oh <laughs> yes. here she comes and she, yeah i got my system and we had we had parked at this exact same spot at the hundreds of lockers we were both there yeah and right. i was i was wearing my short my swimming shorts yeah every you were wearing everything you were wearing like eight pounds of sunscreen <laughs> It was a lot you were wearing. That was but at least you get wet. At least you go without washing my hair. So tell me how you're doing, Lynn. Well, I'm. I'm just gonna. I tried to start it yesterday, and uh, but I ended up having to wash my hair yesterday. I thought I'm just gonna wash one more time, and then uh, I'm gonna go because I was at the pool and I thought I only had conditioner, but I only had shampoo, so I couldn't mm. start yesterday. But I'm gonna start this week. I've got the suave already. I love the suave. It's. Two bucks. It's a lot cheaper than the when. People say it's very expensive, the when, but worth it. But there were a lot of very positive reports that it does save your hair. It saves your color. As you get older, it's very dry here in California. All good. Julie, are you in? You going to give it a try? I am very intrigued, but I never, because I've seen those when infomercials a lot, and I've been very tempted to try the product. I mean, it just, you see the models and their hair looks frizzy and dry, and then they use when, and it's beautiful, and it's, you know, they I don't have flyaways and all of that. But I always thought when was a shampoo. I didn't know it wasn't a shampoo. So that was uh, really breaking, you know, a breakthrough piece of information for me. <laughs> that was at the Satellite Sisters group. And if you're and if you're listen and you're not a, a member, you should join because this is the kind of things that you find out. So, so I am tempted. Yeah. I mean, what do I, what do I have to lose, Leanne? That's what I figured. You that, know? That's so, what I figured too. Especially yeah. in the summer, it's so hot here. This is the perfect time because people say there is an adjustment to your scalp as you stop the you know the washing and just go to the conditioning. But my hair is very dry here, and especially with the swimming and the sun and everything. And I thought, well, it's well worth it over the summer. If it looks terrible, it's not like you just can't wash your hair. <laughs> so you condition and rinse it out. That's what That's you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, other people use a baking soda water combination, which they say is kind of messy and a pain in the neck. And then you rinse with apple cider vinegar. And uh, and Moira, who told me to use the Suave, she said the cheaper, the it's less dense than the expensive conditioners. That's why her hairdresser recommended it, and she's been doing it for years. So there you go. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people in our Facebook group that don't shampoo. There are also a lot of people in our Facebook group that revealed this week they shave their face, which yes, I they find do. <laughs> shaving. It's uh, people are shaving, and that. 
That photo just gave totally gave me the heebie-jeebies. Of that woman. is another mind-bending photo. Liz. It That's is what it is. That's a yeah. A woman that- all lathered up, shaving her face. I don't know why I found it so unsettling, but I did. <laughs> Ooh, this has been a weird show. Okay. 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 Well, can I can I end this show actually with some breaking news that I just got? Uh, so normally, you know. We would start a show with breaking news, but this is the way we roll here at Satellite Sisters. You know, last week uh, on the show, we had a long conversation about my resignation from the board of directors of Quicksilver and what happened and why I did it. And you guys, it was a it was a good conversation. Thank you for you know allowing me to talk that out on the show, and we got a lot of reaction to that in the Facebook group and I got some email and um, it's a, it's a good conversation to start because for me, the conversation is really about unconscious bias. And I felt like it was a case of unconscious gender bias. Um, And that's why I felt like I needed to take a stand. Well, as a result of that, uh, Fortune Magazine asked me if I would write a piece about it for the Fortune Magazine blog, uh, which I did. And uh, with a little bit more personal insight from me about, you know, this sort of unconscious bias part of the issue. And so while we were sitting here talking, I just got an email from Fortune that they believe they're going to post this either tonight, Sunday night, or tomorrow. So I will link to that on the Satellite Sisters um, blog. And I will pass it along on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. But hopefully that will also continue the conversation. If you want to comment on our Facebook group or on our blog when you see it, what I'd love for this to be is kind of a spark about what unconscious bias looks like at all parts of a company. You know, I was experiencing it at the board of directors level, but obviously you experience it in all different levels in business. So anyway, I'm glad we're keeping the conversation going on this. I'm very happy that Fortune decided they wanted to um, have me weigh in on this. So there you go. The conversation continues. Oh, that's great, Liz. That's good news. That's good news. Well, we good look for forward you. to seeing it, Liz. Yep. 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 Uh, all right. Okay. Anything else we need to cover today? <laughs> today? Mm. What a range. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Or not. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say it was a Pluto's Moons kind of show in general. I would, Fundamentally like, unpredictable situation. There you go. That's what it was. Okay. Well, Sheila, uh, enjoy your week of summer. You're you're working tutoring this summer, right? But you have a little bit more time off than in yes, the, I do. the school year. Yes, I do. Uh, Julie and Leon, you'll have a Tuesday show? Oh, yes. yes. we got things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, yeah, well, uh, thanks for being with us this week. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.